Hey Panthers, welcome to the official leadership podcast. This is Behind the Mask. Hi, I'm Sophia, the director. And I'm Margot, the chief editor. And I'm Kai Chen, the assistant editor. And I'm Irene, the media manager. So today we're going to be covering frustration, its causes, how to cope with it, the difference between anger and frustration, and how this all ties back to the COVID-19 pandemic. Make sure to monitor your emotions when streaming our episodes and to seek professional guidance if you're feeling depressed or anxious. And with that in mind, we'd like to continue with our episode. I'll be covering what causes frustration. And I'm sure we all um, have been feeling it at an all-time high because we've been um, stuck at home. And we've all certainly been wondering why we're feeling like we're on such a tight string, why we constantly feel like we, um, we can't talk normally without getting annoyed at the littlest thing. And that's because we're, we all feel as though we're not in control and we're all overwhelmed by these emotions we've been holding in during this time at home. And why would we feel this way? Because ever since we started um, working from home, we've been faced with uncertainty and we've been faced with just wanting to go back to normal. So we can sort of compare that frustration from our normal life to life at home as um, a water tank, sort of as an analogy. So during normal times where we wouldn't be at home and we'd be going to um, in-person school work, we we might have um, small things that may irritate us that sort of adds to that water tank and slowly builds it up. But we'd easily release that by hanging out with friends, going out on a walk, eating with, um, interacting with other people. But at home, you can imagine that water tank slowly filling up from little things that irritate you and then sort of dumping a lot of water onto that from anxiety and not knowing what's happening next to maybe your jobs, um, what's going to happen in a few months. So you have that full water tank and no way to really release it because you can't go outside and meet with your friends. You can't really do the activities you normally find pleasure in doing without some modification, that water would eventually overflow and you'd start snapping at people. You'd start sort of outbursting and you'd then realize, wow, why did I just, why does the little littlest thing cause me to explode? And again, that's because of that built up pent up anger, that those pent up emotions that you need to let out, but haven't had the chance to. Yeah, I find it interesting how you use the analogy of a water tank, because um, I remember in elementary school that we had the storybook, which was basically focusing on filling up someone else's bucket with kindness rather than um, all of this like frustration and all of these negative emotions that you were talking about. So I think it's just interesting how they contrast so heavily and how these the, this topic can be 
or this analogy can be used for so many different things, positive or negative, and how we should pay attention to how we are using it so that we can see it in a different light um, with these buckets of kindness, you know, fill up someone else's bucket, make their day. Exactly. Yeah. The littlest act of kindness, the smallest sentence, just saying to someone, hello, even that is um, what we called in elementary school bucket filling. Um, and there was this whole unit on bucket filling, bucket tipping, upstanding, and um, uh, bullying, right? And it was sort of just that idea of complimenting people would fill their bucket and make them want, um, make them happy and make them want to fill other people's buckets with kindness or bucket dipping, which was bullying, um, negative comments. So yeah, you're right, Sophia, that is, um, that is like a startling comparison and kind of um, almost ironic in a way how much it's changed since those days. I love how you brought up that frustration mainly comes from not being in control. And during these times, I don't think any of us are in control of almost anything. Um, it's really uncertain times and we're all just, I think, I think we do have a brighter sense of what's going on in the world now, but definitely in the spring or the summer, there was definitely this confusion that was surrounding us. Everyone didn't know how long it would last and we still don't really know. Um, and we didn't know what was really going on in the world and everything was happening so fast all at once. And there was just not a lot of control over any of our lives. And so I think that's what where a lot of our frustration that we show today comes from, from that unexpected change that happened back in the spring um, that, care, that we carried with us through all of 2020 and are now reflecting back and showing in 2021 and just throughout 2020. And I think it's hard to let go of the fear of not being in control and the anger and the confusion because frustration isn't just one emotion that branches from anger. I think it definitely has so many aspects to it like hurt or confusion or anger definitely or maybe a lack of focus and you're so and there's like an internal conflict within you where you want to be more focused and more motivated yet you can't because of these times and if you want to learn more about motivation you can listen to um our older episode but there's this lack of motivation and you're so frustrated that you're not motivated and that creates an internal conflict with yourself and it's really hard to let go of that internal conflict most of the time and so i think i don't know i i think frustration is such a fascinating 
emotion and just thing that's a part of everyone's lives since you are a little toddler and is going to carry with you all of your life. And life is not the same without frustration. You need the pain and the grit and the anger to live a full life. And I think it's just, it's so important to finally shine a light on what um, frustration, what a large part of our life is going to be based around, you know? Uh, where a lot of change is grown from. Yeah, exactly. Um, frustration follows us all throughout life. And just um, think about all the frustration we're feeling now and how much we're learning from it and how we're, what we're going to come out as after this entire pandemic, what we're going to um, act as once this is all over. So I'm going to be talking about how you can cope with frustration in your life, especially during these times. So there are many ways that we all cope with frustration. Most not being the healthiest and kindest in the process. When you notice yourself becoming frustrated, an important thing that you can try to do is to try and question yourself about the situation. So are you overreacting? Are you directing your anger at the correct person? Are you taking something too personally? And then begin to self-monitor if you feel your heart begin to race or if your muscles are starting to tense and what frustration really feels like. So try to take a step back from the situation. And it is hard, but try your best and take some deep breaths and maybe slowly count to 10 if that helps. So if you aren't ready to talk about the situation at the moment, then it is totally fine to just walk away from the situation. Give yourself and if you are directing it towards a certain person, give that person some space. So it is also important to learn to express your feelings more productively. So Try going for a walk, get outside, spend time in nature, because that is something that's so good for you as a person who needs fresh air and just some time to yourself that's productive and healthy, um, but doesn't feel like a chore. And so that's very personal, you know, I can't tell you exactly what will help with you when coping with frustration, but I can give you a few more suggestions that are quite popular with many people. So I think distracting yourself with something like listening to music or doing a hobby or watching a movie or reading a book, I think those are all really key things because sometimes if it's hard for you to step away from the situation is to just start a new situation and you know just get away from it and start something new if that's the last thing that will help you get away from that frustration and help calm you down. It's really important to not let your anger stay for too long. I have found that the longer you think about uh, the frustration and the anger, the longer that it 
stays, you know, you want it to just pass. So what really helps is to um, find something that you can do if it's hard for you to step back and just let go of it as best you can. So it's important to remember that you cannot control other people's behaviors. There's no way you can do that. And you can only control how you react to it. So that is why tuning into yourself is extremely important. And I think this also ties back into what Irene had said about how frustration comes from the lack of control. And so once you regain that control, it becomes much easier to let go of the frustration. Yeah, and I think you may have touched on this, but there's sort of an importance of addressing what you're feeling, addressing that you're frustrated, and then rooting out that cause, rooting out, figuring out why you're frustrated, right? You want to decide that, okay, this is why I'm feeling frustrated. What, do, what steps do I take to fix it? That is um, one of the key things of sort of regaining that control, as Margo just said. Yeah, like I I uh, agree with Margo's opinion. Like when you got when you feel like frustration, you just need to walk away from that situation. Like for example, like uh, do some homework, uh, play a game, and like watch TV, watch a movie, anything. Anyway, like just go out from the situation, then you're good. Don't stop with frustration too long. Yeah, I think it's also important that we acknowledge how instinctive and how natural our responses are to frustration because we're kind of put into the situation of fight, flight, or flee. And even though that might not be accurate, it is something that we have evolved to be very good at recognizing and almost overblowing the situation. So it is important to analyze how you're feeling and analyze your own body's response. And then finally, once you regain control, sort out how you're feeling in your own head and use your mind to help control your response to the situation that you're in, because I think it is astonishing how much control we do have over our own feelings and our own bodily responses to our feelings once we recognize and acknowledge that we are maybe overblowing a situation, maybe overreacting, or reacting the way that we feel is still appropriate but may come across not as appropriate in retrospect, which is also important to acknowledge because I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed in a situation, but it's also important to take a step back. And that's what I think Margot was really talking about. Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to start. My topic is a really simple topic. It's about what is the difference between anger and frustration. So anger is also known as wrath or rage. It's 
a kind of intense emotional state involving a strong, uncomfortable, and non-cooperative response to a perceived provocation, hurt, or threat. So, so a person experiencing anger will often experience physical effects such as increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure. Some view anger as an emotion which triggers part of the fight or flight response. Anger becomes a predominant feeling behaviorally, cognitively, and physiologically. When a person makes the conscious choice to take action to immediately stop the threatening behavior of another outside force. While frustration in psychology, frustration is a common emotional response to opposition related to anger, annoyance, and disappointment. Frustration arises from the perceived resistance to fulfillment of an individual's will or goal, and it is likely to increase when a will or goal is denied or blocked. There are two types of frustration, internal and external. Internal frustration may arise from challenges in fulfilling personal goals, desires, control drives, and needs, or dealing with perceived deficiencies, such as a lack of confidence or fear of social situations, conflict, such as when one has competing goals that interfere with one another can also be an internal source of frustration or annoyance and can create cognitive disannoyance. While external causes of frustration involve conditions outside an individual's control, such as physical roadblock, a difficult task, or the perception of wasting time. So what's the difference between frustration and anger like frustration is something when you feel why things are not happening the way you wanted them to happen and which you are not in your control but you get angry when being provoked just to disturb your peace it happens when you do not like the behavior of a person or when you are blamed for the things you didn't do intentionally. Imagine a situation when you do not want to talk to anyone, but you are being asked several questions for why you are not responding and being surrounded by five to six people. In such situation, firstly, you got frustrated of being asked so many questions. On the top of that, you get angry to reply them because why do others involving your business? And here you messed up with relationships. So yeah, that's my main topic. But never mind, your state of mind is more important to be calm than again thinking why you did you get angry at that time. Few negative energies have to be let out within any form. So yeah, that's basically uh, the difference between frustration and angriness. Yeah, I like how you talked more about how frustration can have um, physical effects on you as well at first because you do notice how your heart can begin to race or your muscles tense up um, and maybe your breath is slightly uneasy um, and I think that's just so important that with those physical effects on it you can start to notice that wow, I'm getting really frustrated. 
before you burst. And so that way, um, maybe it can become easier to stop and breathe and step back. Um, but then again, of course, sometimes it is really good to let out all your emotions because you don't want to bottle it all up. What I'm trying to say is that you want to, you know, release those emotions in a way where you're not projecting it onto a single person or a single thing and instead doing it in a calm and peaceful way that isn't emotionally and mentally unhealthy for you or whoever you're projecting it towards. Yeah, that's the main idea. Yeah, and now I'm going to be tying all of these wonderful subtopics back together and really analyze how this relates to the COVID-19 lockdown. So first of all, I want to acknowledge that frustration can be an especially dark emotion, especially frustration regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, as we are faced with an incredibly grim and overwhelming situation in itself. And that's enough to justify frustration and to be very clear, you do not have to have a justification for your emotions. They're always valid. But during this time, we're isolated and we're faced with a lack of stability, lack of control that Irene and Margot mentioned. And there have been constant, constant unexpected twists throughout the year. And that's been really hard to deal with. And sometimes this perceived lack of control, this frustration is caused by external sources such as the pandemic, which is entirely understandable again. But other times it's also caused by a lack of control of our own emotions or emotional turmoil due to our environment. And this is because our emotions are largely a reflection of our surroundings. And this is really where the coronavirus and frustration begin to tie into each other and become intertwined. As Kai Chang mentioned, like any other emotion, frustration is complex, multi-layered, and often has many different individual causes and other emotions associated with it. And I think Margot also touched on that. Um, but these associations can either be societal or very personal or relating to one's family, anything um, along that lines. But it's important to notice that just how each nation's, each family's, each individual's experience differs during this time. So do our emotions and so do our responses to those emotions. So although Kai Chang pointed out the distinction between anger and frustration, I want us to realize that they are very closely linked. So some may connect the word anger or overwhelmed even with frustration, and others may not. Others may choose to view frustration as its own emotion. And I think assessing our emotions like this frequently during this time is crucial 
deeply assessing them and deeply connecting with ourselves and others because others can be wonderful sources of help during this time. But it, it's definitely helpful to understand ourselves and our experiences, but most of all, understanding our emotions will help us move on and grow from them, as Margot mentioned. So especially as we begin to restore a sense of normalcy with the vaccine beginning to roll out, I want you all to identify the common themes of the pandemic for you. And these can include any experiences and any emotions relating to those experiences. And notice how these emotions that you're identifying evolve throughout your journey and continue to evolve for that matter. Notice each emotion's impermanence and recognize that although you may be overcome with frustration in this current moment, this will eventually always subside as everything else does. And I recognize fully and I acknowledge that this has never helped anyone, but I know you and I and everyone will grow from this experience. That hurricane of frustration or anger or grief or uncertainty will eventually finish battering your mind shores and will give room for a architecturally sound and beautiful city to be built in its place. Because in the wake of destruction, there's always possibility. From ashes rises the beautiful Phoenix in all of its glory. Our universe started from nothing and now we have everything. Again, I recognize that those are horrible metaphors and likely will not prove useful and you will forget about them within the next day. But as I was researching this topic, quotes with the same message came up. And I think it's powerful that so many are saying this, that so many believe this so deeply that they want to share this message with the world and with you. And although you may be thinking, oh, that's a bit of a logical fallacy, that will not actually prove useful, which, okay, sure. But I do truly believe in this message, and they do too. And I can only hope that you and I will prove us true. I love how you addressed the lack of stability and control in our lives, and that there isn't a lot we can do about it except for just power through. There isn't going to be a quick fix to any of this that is going on. And the best thing that we can do is just go with life and live our lives to the best we can and learn and persevere through this really hard time. And although we are all going through something completely unique, we are all united by the similarities through 
the struggles because all of our experiences are unique, especially during these times. We all are going through something very different, but it is important to show the similarities within those differences and find what unites us all together because although change comes from you as one person just like you cannot control how other people react and how other people live you can control yourself and how you associate you yourself with them or how you can handle the COVID-19 lockdown. And I think it's really important to remember that although this time is really hard, we're all in it together. Whether you've had a really easy time working with your siblings and parents at home, or if you've had a really, really difficult time, we've all there's always going to be someone who has at least some similarity to your experience. And I think finding those similarities are what's going to bring us together as a community and as a world. I do like that idea of coming together. And I've always, I, I want to actually bring back the paying it forward, um, filling up someone else's bucket analogy back into this discussion because I think it's time that we start viewing our societies and our communities buckets as one as one whole thing that branches out in so many different directions and has so many different diverse interests and is just diverse as a whole but is also something that we can all start filling up that we can all start bonding with and I think it's a good time as we're on the wake of tragedy you know to start paying forward that frustration but not as frustration as wisdom and filling up our own community's buckets filling up our neighbors buckets filling up our teachers and peers buckets because I think we do need to show positivity and we do need to start viewing each other as one. I would also like to briefly remind you that story submissions are always open and we love to hear your experiences because we like to interact with our community as much as possible. So the Google form where you can submit your own story is linked in the website and they are anonymous or you can choose to submit unanonymously and come on air with our team. We look forward to hearing your stories. Watch your emotions while listening and seek help if you are feeling anxious. I just want to say we love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a phenomenal member of our community. Make sure to reach out to a trusted adult or friend if you may need help. And our featured organization today is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Thanks for listening. This is Behind the Mask.
Thank you.